uh, who's opening? I'm what sure. opening shall we give? I was going to say we could share it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We're going to do the thing like uh, everyone says a word and then it like makes the story or whatever. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> We could. tried, I think, on the 100th episode. I was thinking rather than do that, maybe it'd just be like, uh, we continue the story from a certain point. So it'd be like shared story instead of like one word story. I see, like yeah. sentence. Exactly. I mean, our opening could be just us talking about the opening, and now you're watching Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. I mean, if you had committed to that, you could have gone. I didn't. I didn't want to just hijack the opening. But I was like, that could be just what we do. High mystery. So you go to sleep and uh, you dream and you realize that everything that's about to happen is not canon. (laughs) You realize that people in your life are not the people they seem to be. A lot of people are taking off their skin and revealing the monsters beneath. You realize that you as well have this little floppy do and as you start to pick at it, you realize that your flappy do is attached to a whole thingamajig. <laughs> uh, that thingamajig is uh, whatchamacallit, and uh, a skadoodle happens, and you poop yourself. What you might notice is you're surrounded by swirling mystery and intrigue. You're listening to High Mystery the Podcast! Yeah! Yeah! You did it, guys. <laughs> It's officially our 200th episode! We got high 200 times. We got high a lot more than that. Um, We have like 70 or so Patreon episodes. So it's like our 270th episode, but 200 for all the freebies. It's true. Uh, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. And today we're going to do the same thing we've done 199 times before. Yes. We're going to get high. We're going to talk about a mystery. And we're going to pray that you are doing the same. I don't pray. Yeah. <laughs> not to any particular god or anything. But just, you know, put out the, that energy and those vibes, and hopefully that kind of shit comes to you. Yeah. Um, I have got this Jeter XL Peach Rings. It has two grams of uh, indoor flour infused with oil and keef. Uh, it is inhalable. <laughs> <laughs> it is inhalable. Well, all right then. Uh, good to know. Oh, this one is intravenously. <laughs> <laughs> it expires July 16th, 2022, so we are good. Okay. <laughs> um, We're in the window. It, it doesn't say anything other than that. I don't have any info. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Uh, 36.25% THC. Oh, 0.00 CBD. And if we absolutely just need it, I've got a blunt over here. It's a high hemp wrap. It's got the Union Electric. I don't remember the details beyond that. By the way, if you are curious how said blunts came into fruition, check out the videos we made of our rolling Abilities. Yeah, they'll be coming to you soon. A little guide on how each of us rolls our blunts. Yeah. And how this blunt came into fruition. You just saw me unpack it. <laughs> <laughs> Bought it at the store. Yes. As it's... a nice little glass tip. As I 
thoroughly enjoy these, uh, the glass tip as well as the Jeter. It's the equivalent of buying the cut-up cheese at the grocery store. It's all done for you. Yes. It's all about the convenience, hassle-free right, smoke. Put on a taco and go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> put this on a taco and go. Yeah, uh, taco clean, that's it. <laughs> so I'm going to light this blunt, a uh, 200th episode blunt lighting song. Oh, wow. I feel pressure. an immense amount pressure. of pressure. I mean, I, we, I had to roll a blunt, which I haven't done in a long time. Oh, oh 200. It's the number 200. Oh, yeah, baby. Light the blunt. It's lit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big blunt. You know, it's very phallic, so... <laughs> it's, it's very sexual when you like that blunt. Oh, well, thank you. It's the only sexual thing I've ever been labeled for. <laughs> That's not true. We came up with a whole uh, new category of erotica for you. What was that? Yeah. Uh, Topographic yeah. yeah. <laughs> erotica? Topography erotica. <laughs> if you don't know, topography is the uh, science of making a map with raised things to imitate the natural you feel all the peaks and valleys so this mystery has come to us by um a good fan a very good good a good fan of ours and uh it's something we haven't covered yet we will be covering it yes Yes. we, (laughs) we triple team this uh, it is the Bridgewater Triangle Mystery. We simultaneously pleasured this mystery together. It's <laughs> what I think Tristan was really trying yeah, to yeah. say. We're tag-teaming it. Yes. Uh, we're tagging people in to get into the ring to wrestle this thing. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Who would uh, our wrestling persona's equivalents be? Uh, I think Rob's like Brett oh, the geez. Hitman Hart. Okay. Oh, so it's an actual... I thought we were making up our own personas on the spot. <laughs> we could but, do yeah, that, too. I, I, I don't know if I'd be a Hitman Hart. I'd probably be more of Mankind. <laughs> oh, no. no <laughs> I don't no. think I've got the chops for Dude, Hitman Hart. in the 90s, wrestlers <laughs> had, like, these guts and, like, big arms, and they called themselves, like, Pretty Boy Phillips. <laughs> the the standard mean, is low. I mean, Brett the Hitman Hart was a uh, was a pretty boy wrestler, and, so, and he was Canadian. So, oh, yeah. are you Canadian? No. Oh. So that's the double. It double makes me not Brett the Hitman. I Hart. see what you're saying. So who do you are you like? Uh, what's I, his name? Uh, uh, kind of looked like the crow or whatever. Oh, you're Kane. talking Kane? No, oh, the Undertaker. Anyway, oh, okay. let's not devolve into a wrestling yeah, podcast. Yeah, I could easily talk about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, though, I would be um, Nature Boy uh, Ric Flair. Oh, I woo! Think, I think that uh, if if I had to do a persona that is so unlike me, then it would be the Ric Flair persona <laughs> that I would take. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway. <laughs> not Chris, you know. Not- <laughs> Come, take it away. <laughs> what on your, on, your, on your persona? Yeah, you got uh, Yeah, yeah. Got you me. you just threw Brett the Hitman Hart at me. I I like I always liked Lex Luger a okay. lot with the torture rack. Okay. But I feel like there wasn't a whole lot to him beyond that. Okay. Um what about the guy with the stock puppet? Nick that was Foley. mankind. Yeah. That's what I said <laughs> mine was. I feel like I would be dude love more <laughs> than I'd be Mick Foley. <laughs> I'd be cactus jack. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, anyway. the Bridgewater Triangle, coined in 1983 by cryptozoologist Lorne Coleman, 
Uh, it sits in the, the most famous crypto duologist. I mean, he's coining terms. The first one I've seen mentioned outside of a Bigfoot hunter. So. He's got many books published. Really? Yes. Okay, Lauren Colbin. You know, Colbin. He pulls in that crypto post. <laughs> he pulls. I mean, Laura Coleman, if nothing else, is a great example of do what you love, the money will follow. Like, just go ahead and be whatever kind of weirdo you want to be. The fact that there's any name in cryptozoology that is famous is pretty amazing. It sits in the southwest of Massachusetts between uh, Abington in the north, Freetown in the southeast, and Reboth, Reoboth, I don't know, in yeah, the southwest. I definitely noticed when I was looking this up that not only this area that we call the Bridgewater Triangle, but Massachusetts itself seems to have a high propensity of like mystery or like epic, uh, strange murders, things like that. Who do we talk about? Like, what's her name? Had 50 wax or something like that? Oh, uh, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. Killed her mother, 50 wax. Yeah, Lizzie exactly. Borden took an axe, uh, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. I think yes. that does fall within the parameters of the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, does it really? It, well, I know that it's, I don't know if it's necessarily in those, but it's they've argued that the triangle is a lot bigger than that. Well, it would make sense. Yeah. Also here in the same area, maybe not in the triangle, was the Salem Witch Trials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there were a few other things that like when I was just trying to look for Bridgewater Triangle stuff that dilutes the Bridgewater Triangle because there's so much weird stuff going on in the state, or at least it seems that way. Right. Uh, also, I could be mistaken, but I feel like recently I saw a map of like the U.S. and like the major cave systems, and there are mm -hmm. like a lot of cave systems in that area okay. of the country. So, you know, missing peoples, falling in caverns, like... Sure. Yeah. Could, could be a simpler explanation to all this stuff. But also, like, crazy things be living in caves. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. It is said that the paranormal activity in the Bridgewater Triangle is due to the mistreatment of the indigenous people by English settlers. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> surprise. The triangle sits in the Plymouth Colony where Plymouth Rock is. Uh, this tension between the indigenous Wapanoag people and the English settlers culminated in King Philip's War in 1675, ending with the death of King Philip's in 1676. Mm. He was drawn and quartered and beheaded. King Philip's head was put on a pike and kept on display in front of Fort Plymouth for 20 years. Famously, the same way killed uh, William Wallace, right? Yeah, right. And some people in Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the war killed over 500 English settlers and over 3,000 indigenous people. Worse yet was the subsequent selling of non-Christian native peoples into slavery following the war, which included that of King Philip's child and wife. It remains as the bloodiest conflict in the nation's history per capita, with over 5% of the population dying in the conflict. Damn. It is theorized that the conflict was either the cause of the land being cursed or a byproduct of the land being cursed. Yeah, what came first? You know, the chicken, chicken or the egg? Right. Yeah. Real chicken or the egg situation. I, I still say the answer is the egg. <laughs> I mean, there has to be the mutation that is no longer, you know, whatever laid 
the the chicken egg was not quite a chicken. It was like a sure a, a less evolved version of the chicken, and then it lays the genetically diverse egg that then is the chicken. Ultimately, eggs come at breakfast. Breakfast comes before lunch and dinner, which when is when you have chicken. So <laughs> science. Can a chicken egg be laid by anything other than a chicken? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that's. All we can have test evolution. tube chicken babies. I think the more that's how evolution works. The thing before it laid the thing, you know, or has the baby. Like the thing before humans was something else and then they gave birth to what is now human. I think the more important thing to note from the paradox is the idea that in an evolutionary chain, the differentiation is too small right. to always you know, point out, which is why people are always looking for the missing link. It's, we, we've got them all. I mean, according <laughs> to modern day science, it went Tyrannosaurus Rex, Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that a Tyrannosaurus Rex is like sitting on some eggs and then a bunch of chickens pop out just like crazy ass like <laughs> T-Rex is like what did I do last night? <laughs> well that was a background of the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, I will be discussing rocks in the area that's, that's I, really... I will throw on top of that sure. that the uh indigenous people they both worshipped and revered the area mm. um, as the chief of death and disease and yeah that's why they called it the habamak swamp area yeah habamak is actually the deity of death which is actually comprised of the souls lost Okay. Yeah, so death in that sense is very interesting and scary and cool to me. Uh, and from like a horror, <coughs> from like a horror movie perspective, I guess. Sure. Not necessarily cool, but... <laughs> uh, Not the guy you invite to the party. <laughs> right. Hakamak uh, translates to the place where spirits dwell, and the English referred to it as the Devil's Swamp. Okay. Yeah. And obviously it was a refuge for the people there. But also, uh, apparently during that war, a sacred belt was lost. At yeah, least that's what I got from the my... The champion belt. The champion belt, you know. <laughs> we used to have a belt when we did wing night that the winner would take home with them. Oh, and yeah. it ties back to WWE. Yep. Oh. Are we, are we a wrestling podcast going forward? <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to be taking a hiatus after this episode sure. for uh, a second. Yeah, that's true. To work on our wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, for the Patreon people who love us, we can't say no to you, and we'll be continuing to release new Patreon. Yeah, we're contractually obligated to not say no to you, so. <laughs> um, so, of these natural rock formations is one called Profile Rock. Mm. Uh, it's a assuming because it serves great profile. <laughs> work. Face, face, face. <laughs> Cover girl. Uh, Gotta work. <laughs> it's a natural rock formation in Freetown, um, which resembles a face watching over the woods. Talk about not a lot of creativity in your town's name. What should we call it? <laughs> Freetown. <laughs> a place where people are free. And it's a town. <laughs> Except for the indigenous people. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're savages. Right? Yeah, right? 
Uh, locals claim that the natives believe the face to be of Chief Massasoit, King Philip's father. Yeah, if it was an alien. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely has an alien vibe or like just like a, you know, there's that idea that giants roamed the earth and had like, you know, got and like... they slowly solidified into yeah, the mountains. got uh, fossilized <laughs> or whatever. And, um, you know, fossils and rocks are very similar materials. Might just be a troll to get back to his cave in time. Right? Yeah. You got tripped by a tripsy hobbit. I thought this was going to be a uh, mystery. (laughs) 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 The Wapanoag people have long considered (coughs) the rock as sacred. The spirits of Native American warriors have been reported to dance around the rock. Other reports tell of strange glowing orbs of light and disembodied voices. Profile Rock has also been linked to murders and satanic activity. Oh. I got some satan stuff to talk about later. Me too. Maybe. A little bit. (laughs) Unfortunately, um, at least for tourists, uh, not these seeking satanic activity, uh, very recent events have caused access to Profile Rock to be suspended as it looks to have been heavily vandalized and even destroyed. Oh, people... Bummer. Honestly, that's one of the most upsetting things whenever I go hiking. Just the amount of trash and graffiti. It's just like, what possessed you to do that? Like, why? What is... Go do that in a city where it's already basically human trash. Like, don't go to a nice area. (coughs) You know? Like, I get it. You want a graffiti shit. Fine. Do it in a city where it's basically trash anyway. I don't understand what I'm looking at. Yeah. Though. Is this a before and an after? <clears throat> yeah, that's profile rock on the left. You can see the face looking okay. out over the woods. And it looks like that same rock is that same rock with the graffiti on it. So you can't really see a face anymore. It seems to have been straight Humbled. up. Yeah. Broken yeah. apart. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but that's, right. that's all of profile rock. Um, Here at High Mystery, we believe that you should take only memories and leave only footprints. Yes. Yeah. And go one step further and take one thing out. Yeah, if you find some trash. If you're sitting at a bus stop waiting five minutes, (coughs) you can pick up some trash. Even if it's something like minuscule. (laughs) And douse your fires with water, stir them with a stick, and bury them. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Change now. Change now. Change now. Change now. Change now. Episode 100. <laughs> um, the next rock I'll be talking about is Solitude Rock, or um, oh. otherwise known as Minister's Rock. Sounds like he just needs a friend. Right? <laughs> or maybe it likes the solitude. Maybe, you know? yeah. It Bob got Martin. tired of the life of celebrity it had before. Yeah. <laughs> In West Bridgewater, there is a bridge comprised of three large boulders that crosses a river. Okay. Uh, The bridge is known as Comfort Bridge. Solitude Rock, which formed the south side of the bridge, bears an inscription from 1862. The inscription reads... That's some good handwriting, right? (laughs) All ye who in future days 
walked by Nakatesset stream, loved not him <coughs> who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed in this quiet solitude. July 22nd, 1862. Huh. And it's a nice bridge, solid bridge. It's a fucking comfort to be on. <laughs> <laughs> the rock, as well as its inscription, were lost for nearly a century beneath moss and overgrowth. It wasn't found until a young woman went missing in a canoe in 1916. Okay. <laughs> During the search, a reporter rested on Comfort Bridge and found the faded inscription in one of the stones. The reporter searched to find out who inscribed the rock and he concluded it to have been inscribed by Reverend Timothy Otis Payne of the New Church of Jerusalem. Okay. Reverend Payne was the most educated Egyptologist of his time and the author of several books. The New Church of Jerusalem <coughs> is a Christian sect <coughs> founded on the principles of the occultist uh, Emanuel Swedenborg, whose, Swedenborg yes. <laughs> whose philosophies influenced Freemasonry. Okay. Swedenborg asserted that the physical world was the result of spiritual causes and the laws of nature were reflections <clears throat> of spiritual laws. Yeah, that's like basically New Age uh, energetics. Yeah. I didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> Basically, he's talking about manifestation, that like what you put out into the spiritual realm affects it's what the you get back. Realm. Yeah. It's a very <clears throat> new thing in the 1800s when he inscribed this rock, but we don't know exactly. It could be, I don't know, a curse of some sort. <laughs> I mean, just, you All know. All you who take this path must ponder. <laughs> in solitude. Right? Or just, you know, the fact that he, you know, fucking graffitied some natural stone. Mm -hmm. They might have cursed this town or this forest or whatever. Huh. Forest was like, stop me writing all my stuff, man. <laughs> Your poem's Dude. weak as shit, man. Don't be writing on my bridge. <laughs> Need now, some heroic couplets up in here. There aren't a whole lot of other bridges like this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all for Minister's Rock. I mean, it's just assumed that it's this guy who did it. We're not right. exactly sure who and why. Huh. Uh, the last rock I'll be talking about is Dighton Rock, which is a 40-ton boulder. Named after... Named after... Um, Billy, uh, Billy Dighton? Yeah. I don't know Billy Dighton. <laughs> Neither do I. I just made him up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's located in Dighton. Oh, think, Dighton is the city. Do you think they would weigh the rock? Like, literally, like, put it on a thing or, like, try to pick it up and <coughs> how much pressure it creates? That's, I mean, I feel like they know, based on size... They know map. exactly how dense that kind of rock is, and so they can they don't measure... Know that it's you know, <laughs> that that's all the way through, or the same rock all the way through. Like, I guess. Yeah, they, I guess if it's if it's hollow, <laughs> if this rock, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there was some dope ass geo. <laughs> it could be. 
At most 40-ton boulder, <laughs> the rock is noted for its petroglyphs and carved designs. What's a petroglyph? A petroglyph is, you know, they actually had the definition for this, and I thought about writing it, and I was like, okay, no, nobody's, no one's going to want to know. Nobody's going to want to know. <laughs> oh, a petroglyph right. is, you know, like, it's just it's artwork. Yeah, it's symbols that it should. we don't know what it means, but it could mean... Letters, words, or something else. Right. I believe, like, hieroglyphs is a petroglyph. Petroglyphs are rock carvings made by pecking directly on the rock surface using a stone chisel and a hammer stone. Uh, okay. When the desert varnish or patina on the <laughs> surface of the rock was chipped off, the lighter rock underneath was exposed, creating the petroglyph. <clears throat> so it's like a harder recipe thing. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like as time goes by, it's him, you know, it's like sure. they're like, oh, we gotta pour water on this to kind of like <clears throat> yeah. see the shadows or whatever. I don't know, because you're you're chipping off like a bit of rock, right? So yeah. it might stay pretty solid for a long time, especially if it doesn't have like water running over it or would this carving technically be one of those? Like it's fancy, but is it not still technically a Petroglyph I think it, was, it is a petroglyph. That's, unless it was made using uh, metal or something. I don't know. Instead of like a oh, I thought it just had to be chiseled from, like, some, assuming, some person had to go and create this. It's not done by nature. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm thinking maybe our late 1800s guy who carved into the stone bridge, he might have used a metal chisel, and maybe that differentiates it. Because they specifically <laughs> said uh, a stone chisel. To carve into it. Oh, I'm well, assuming I'm assuming those specifics matter. Yeah, because I've never heard of a petroglyph before today. Okay. I assume hieroglyphics are paint as opposed to <clears throat> as opposed to etching. I think they etch that shit too. I don't know. I don't honestly know either. Yeah. <laughs> we, somebody call a archaeologist. Egyptologist. <laughs> yeah. Call um, a wall. <laughs> call all the ologists. Call uh, Otis Payne. Because he was the most noted. In 1680, English <laughs> colonist Reverend John Danforth made a drawing of the petroglyphs, but his drawings conflict with the current markings. Oh. Hmm. In 1690, Reverend Cotton Mather described the rock in his book, The Wonderful Works of God Commemorated. Reverend Cotton Mather? Yeah. Whoa. Cotton Mather, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Wait, it is Cotton Mather, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it is Cotton Mather. That's just crazy I to am. me. <laughs> we gotta name a... We gotta, someday we're gonna be big enough, we're gonna grow a strain, we're gonna name it Cotton Mather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Trademarked>. <laughs> And uh, just for you guys listening at home, we just put out that giant two-gram blunt. I'm pretty late. Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, we're 32 minutes in yeah, recording. Yeah. I guess we had like <clears throat> five or six minutes of amp time. Sure, sure, yeah. Do they guarantee the burn time like they do on the baby cheaters? I don't know. I mean, it was 20 minutes or so. Yeah, that's solid. Just to let you know, I smoked that for th between three people that one. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Theories <laughs> of who inscribed the rock begin with the indigenous people of North America, okay. but it also considers the ancient Phoenicians, the Norse peoples, Portuguese peoples, and lastly, 
the Chinese, in which some believe the Chinese discovered America in 1421. Whoa. Yeah. They come across the Bering Strait in Alaska? He didn't. I didn't look, and that is a, definitely a mystery for another day. 25 minutes. 25 oh, it minutes? says it guarantees 25-minute yes. burn time, yeah. huh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, that's to have your product so down pat that you're like, this is how long this is going to burn. And it did burn, I think, 25 minutes or close to. And again, we're not timid smokers. We're yeah, right? no. <laughs> we're taking fat rips. <laughs> I hit my inhaler. I'm ready to go. <laughs> He's juicing. <laughs> <laughs> I can never compete at the cannabis cup. Uh, that's all the information I have on the rocks, though. Okay. For some yeah. good rock. All right. Some pretty solid rocks, and they are a mystery, like Profile Rock, Solitude Rock, and this Titan Rock, which looks weird. I guess Profile Rock is more surrounded in mystery, right? Um, yeah, there was a lot of uh, cultist satanic activity. And, and stuff like, and we had that. some ghost sightings. The disembodied voices, glowing orbs within the area. With yeah, the disembodied okay. voices around rocks, I was just saying, like, echoes. You know, yeah. like, voices carry really crazy, especially when around a bunch of rocks and stuff. So it's like... Did you ever go to the museum where you can stand at one end of the archway mm-hmm. and on the other side somebody can talk to you up the wall, you know? It just kind of mm-hmm. makes me think of maybe something like that. Okay. Yeah. That'd be kind of interesting. People were always like, oh, go into this area to talk to God. <coughs> and the other guy goes over to where you're like, you can send the... Yeah. <laughs> You'd trick somebody into believing. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> Also kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I'll add some things to this whole mystery of this here triangle. <clears throat> uh, there's a few other places that seemingly possess some type of dark power. One of the most famous places is an 80-foot deep rock quarry known as the Asinet. We are children. <laughs> Tell me, Tristan, does it indeed have the ass in it? <laughs> Tell, me, it about, Tell me about that ass. <laughs> how, how is that spelled there? A-S-S-I-N-E-T-T? A-S-S-O-N-E-T. Yeah, the asinet. asinet. The asinet. <laughs> okay. but, but it's not a full ass, it's just an asinet. <laughs> I mean, it's a big deep rock quarry. Oh, man. And I thought that's a good segue from your rocks. <laughs> sure. Quarry of rocks. <laughs> uh, but it's more simply known as the ledge. You know, people were tired of the snickering. <laughs> They're just like the ledge. The ledge sounds like a sweet nightclub. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, bro, let's hit the ledge later. Yeah, let's go to the ledge. I love, <laughs> I love hitting the uh, infinity pool there. <laughs> Obviously, it has an infinity pool. <laughs> That's how it gets the name, the ledge. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so apparently, this <laughs> was made in the 1800s by the Fall River <laughs> Granite Company. What was? The sledge. The sledge. Okay, so there's a quarry where yeah. they yeah. sourced a bunch of rock. Yeah. And yeah. they left a ledge around the quarry? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, and people often speak of having a compelling urge to jump off the cliff. Oh no, it's like that bridge we talked about where the dogs jumped yeah. out of the yeah. side. Yeah, the dogs like, thought they saw a bone out of the corner of their eyes. And Something like that. <laughs> 
Yep. It's also a flashback episode of High Mystery where we talk about our previous ones. Well, I mean, it just happened to Sure. It's Inception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they like do that where they're like, remember that time when we blood? <laughs> I sure do. Roll that clip, Johnny. <laughs> and that clip is also a throwback clip. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That's all the last season of Friends was, was just a bunch of flashbacks. <laughs> I don't even have all these clips. <laughs> uh, so some people have, in fact, jumped to their deaths. Um, Other people talk of feeling a sense of dread when venturing near the ledge. Mm-hmm. Instead, that visitors have seen ghosts here, oh. possibly the people who have decided to plunge. Uh, and there has been alleged hotspot for Satanists and strange cults, and some have UFOs. UFOs. And I was going to talk more about UFOs later. Okay. Um, So the forest area has been known as a site of various cult activities, which I said, uh, which include animal sacrifices and ritualistic murders committed by admitted Satanists. Oh. Uh, Freetown and Riverfall is a good place, I guess, to find mutilated animals, yeah. uh, especially around the 1990s, uh, believed to have been the work of said cults. The density of the forest has also been used by other killers, leaving behind the remains of other such victims. One such case, we got a satanic panic murder case of Carl Drew. Oh, Carl Drew. Carl Drew. His two first names. Can't trust him. In 19... (laughs) There were two horrible, vicious murders. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm stomping all over your territory, Rob. (laughs) Are they by Carl Drew? Possibly. Oh, no. It took place around the infamous Freetown forest area. So, free to die, I guess. Free to be a Satanist. Free town, run away. You're free. Go. Go. Um, <laughs> go across the ocean. Apparently, the area also had another secret underworld to deal with drugs and prostitution. Uh. Carl Drew, known by the Popo as a pimp and drug dealer at the top of the food chain in Fall River area, now became the number one suspect for brutal murders of two females that worked on the streets for him. Uh-huh. Uh, but was Drew actually the murderer? Fall River seems to point to the possibilities that other suspects also had their reasons for the murder. Carl Drew said to be a satanic cult leader that believed he needed to have a blood sacrifice every 30 days on the full moon. <laughs> He'd follow a ritual where victims are offered up as a sacrifice to Satan, okay. who then you know, rises from the center of the pentagram, as they possessed. <laughs> Naturally. I mean, you put a pentagram down, right. you can't be mad if the guy comes through it. I you mean, know, it's still suppose, blood on it. It's like, <laughs> you so, did that pentagram. Suppose you draw the pentagram on your floor, but you live on, like, the second story or something like that. Does Satan, like, come up through the first story? Right, some guy's just watching. Yeah, TV exactly. That's what I'm thinking. thinking. Like, he lives on in a high rise. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take a while. He's on the elevator. 
<laughs> I mean, it's a portal, so it's a flat plane, right? It's just flat. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I so just I assume he's coming from up from, from, from hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't from the center of the early cracks. Stops at one place to watch the Friends episode. That would be way more epic. I mean, every time you summon Satan, your house just splits in half because he has to come out of the ground. That's so many can he can fix. Well, that's why you do it in the forest. Yeah. Uh, okay. I want to live up there. <laughs> uh, the rituals also allegedly included orgies. Naturally. 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 I mean, you're summoning Satan. He's a pimp. You have an orgy. You know, this guy's already a pimp. Yes. <laughs> satanic pimp. Yeah. Uh, He's a satanic pimp. <laughs> they replace wine uh, and. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> they replace wine. They replace wine. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't I'm tell assuming, you with what. I'm assuming <laughs> they ran <laughs> out. <laughs> they must have run out because you can't replace something if you don't run out of it. It's just great taste. You ran out of wine. I'm this is a case of do you want some more s'mores and somebody's really confused. How can I have some more so I haven't had anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they replace wine. End of comment. Come on. <laughs> you tell that cheater is hitting good. Remember, we have a show to do here, Joe. <laughs> In October 1939, the body of a 17-year-old Doreen, okay, now it's bad, Levesky yeah. was discovered at Divin Vocational High School. Oh, at the high school? Yes. Her wrists were tied. Mm-hmm. She had been stabbed in the head mm-hmm. and sustained no. multiple skull fractures. No, no, no. The medical examiners even suggested she may have been killed by stoning. <clears throat> Witnesses, yeah, that can't be good. No. Witnesses stated that she was their sacrifice to Satan and that Drew had ordered her throat to be splashed after her skull was fractured and began chanting chanting an incoherent chant. You know, doing the the gibberish, doing some shamanamana. Uh, speaking in tongues? Yeah. It was said that Carl used his satanic worship to scare and control all the prostitutes that worked on the streets for him. That was like his superpower, his mutant power. Yeah, don't, don't, don't <laughs> control get over all the women. Oh, wow. <laughs> you think I got a strong pimp hand? Just wait till you meet Satan. <laughs> I'm really super serious, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be good for Satan. <laughs> I didn't know Tim Gunn was satanic. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. He's an angel sent from heaven. <laughs> the second murdered girl, Karen Marsden, was murdered. Oh, uh, hello. Who dares? How does that happen? No, no, no. <laughs> we can't be taking calls right now. No, no, no. Guys, I'm high. There's like a ring in my head. You're on with Satan. <laughs> She was murdered because she was present at the first murder and was heard uh, to be cutting a deal with the prosecution as a witness. 
Her, th her throat was also cut and was said that Drew tore her head from her body and kicked it like a ball. Oh my lord. <laughs> this is when you know you're like a little too high for the story. <laughs> <laughs> God. Is this actually like a murder case or is this like some <laughs> creepypasta type internet type stuff? Right. This um, is the story. I'll take it for what it is. They finished. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're anyway. kicking heads down the hallway like it's a freaking Netflix horror movie. No, this movie. was the second girl. This one wasn't found at the high school. Yeah, okay. but this was because she was a witness to the well, first. She's yeah, and she was gonna and she was she gonna, gonna, gonna snitch. Oh, I see. So she was gonna turn stooly. Uh, they are trying to get Drew an appeal for a new trial, so he is currently like. Convicted of all this in jail right now. Oh wow! Oh, so this is recentish. Yeah, <laughs> it must be. Uh, He's he awaits trial apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to move away from satanic murders. Wow, I mean, yeah. if all that's legit, that is wild. Well, you know, I imagine satanists aren't like, you know. Uh, super mindful of the, you know, like they do absurd or over the top things like that for a reason. Right. Showy. <laughs> right. It's like back in the days of Troy where they would like, after they killed the person, then they would like drag him behind a horse just to be like, look, look at what we have. Ha <laughs> sure. Or heads on stakes, etc. I mean, that's what happened with King Phillips. We talked about him earlier. They dragged him behind a horse? Yeah, they drew and quartered him. Oh, and they headed him and then put his head on his pike. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, besides satanic things going on, there have been reports of glowing lights hovering above the trees. Mm. Uh, Willow the Wisp, sometimes known as a ghost light, is a phenomenon typical seen in boggy or swampy areas has been reported. <laughs> These lights are also said to appear along train tracks every January, and Foxfire has often been observed with the swamp. Oh, yeah, there was supposed to be a picture, and then <laughs> we were, that's the same stuff. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, now we're. I mean, they look like. We're going to talk about cool. UFOs and stuff as well. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the area is a, uh, a hotbed of UFO sightings. The first oh. sighting occurred in 1760 and numerous others have followed oh shit in 1908 a ufo sighting near bridgewater was documented in local newspapers oh. in 1968 five people claimed that they saw a triangle ball of light floating among the trees in a wooded part of radio boss yeah <laughs> it's like r-e-h-o-b-o-t-h so roboth roboth Rahabov. Uh, We're sorry, Massachusetts. I guess a little. It's a tough one. I don't, I don't know. 1976, two UFOs were seen landing along Route 44 near Taunton. It's a twofer. It's the bicentennial. In 1994, a Bridgewater law enforcement officer reported seeing a triangular shaped craft with red and white lights. In the summer of 1999, a fast-moving UFO accompanied by loud noises was reported uh, near, near Lake Nipponicket. <laughs> what is it? Nipponicket. 
Nip and nick it. Nip and nick it. Yeah. Free the nip and nick it. Nip on it. In 1970s, a number of UFO reports originated from the area of the triangle, including an account by multiple witnesses at Ralstiff's restaurant in Roboth in their... Yeah. There's no explanation for why this area has been affected by strange phenomena for so many years. 1973 reports from two Boston radio reports on March 23rd, 1979, and reported in the Sunday Enterprise. Mm-hmm. The Sunday Enterprise. The Sunday Enterprise. Yes, only Welcome aboard. Sunday. Welcome aboard the Sunday Enterprise. <laughs> Get ready to meet your captain, Robert Friend. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> new recruits. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he, Rob didn't have anything for that. I was waiting new for recruits. Rob to give me anything. <laughs> I was like, I was going to go into Spock, and I'm like, I'm not a good Spock. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was like, star. maybe, maybe I could do Scotty, and then I'm like, yeah, am I sober enough to do a Scottish accent? No. Oh, Rob. So I, anytime I do a Scottish accent, it's not. And, and then I was like, wait, 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 was that a Kirk? Was he that he was trying to do, or is just anyone? Is that exact? Brand I was just trying to do any saucy captain. Yeah. Not even because I wasn't trying to be captain. Um, yeah, I just thought I was the saucy like veteran introducing um, the new people to this to the bridge. I see. Yeah. I thought you were like big dick fucking Kirk walking in. There's an improv lesson in there, kids. Go ahead and say who you are. Make it very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just high. It's true. I am too. Well, some believe that there's a vortex or window where the laws of gravity seem not to operate in the way it's understood in the natural world. Who? Everyone says, Rob G. (laughs) Everyone. Check your stories, Rob. Calm down. I heard it from an older kid. (laughs) But yeah, as we know, there's also a bunch of like beasts and cryptids out there, right, Carl? It's true. Believe it or not, <laughs> there are quite a few. Uh, quite so a much few. we've covered already. Yeah, we've talked about a few things that I wrote down. I wrote down Lauren Coleman because I thought it was crazy that there was a... A famous cri- Yes, a cryptozoologist <laughs> with a name. <laughs> talked about Hockamock Swamp because I feel like a lot of things are cited there. There's reports of Bigfoot a lot of times, a Bigfoot-like animal anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the big ones that people talk about is Thunderbird sightings uh, that are seen in Hockamock Swamp. And I've got a couple pictures of Hockamock Swamp just to give you an idea of where people are seeing these cryptids and stuff. You can do the next one too. Uh, but first up on that list are, like I say, the Thunderbirds, which are giant birds or pterodactyl-like flying creatures with 8 to 12 foot wingspans that have been spotted in the swamp and neighboring Taunton and Easton. This includes a report by Norton Police Sergeant Thomas Downey. Downey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I always feel like 
having like somebody official reporting it always helps legitimize the claims. And well, so, then like you know, policemen aren't super jumping up, being like, "Oh, I want to tell people all this crazy shit I saw." Yeah, exactly. It's not the first person to be like, "Oh God, I gotta report this UFO thing." You gotta yeah. figure they like wrestled with it. Sure. They went home to Helen. <laughs> Like, well, Shoot. if it's weighing on you, Bob, go tell him. I don't Bobby know, Downey. Downey. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, like I guess it is Thomas Downey. Yeah. What's <laughs> the pet name? <laughs> she, calls, she calls Thomas Bob. It's his yeah. middle name. Thomas Robert Downey. Goes by Bob. Okay. <laughs> We're all on the same page. Yeah. Continue improv. <laughs> <laughs> he just Zach Morris timed out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it for the Thunderbird sightings. We've talked about them before, yeah. where it's like either a giant bird or an ancient pterodactyl that mm-hmm. never went extinct or what have you. Uh, I also have the animal mutilations that you talked a little bit about with like the satanic cult stuff, but I have them as evidence of potential cryptid activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in 1998, there were various incidents of animal mutilation that were reported particularly in Freetown and Fall River, just like Tristan said. But police were called to investigate these events and believe them to be the work of a cult. In one instance, an adult cow was found butchered in the woods, and in the other, a group of calves was mutilated in a way resembling ritual sacrifice. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense, as opposed to just mutilated, like, haphazardly. Right, the cutting and slashing, yeah. Positioned, yeah, or all stabs to the heart or something. Presumably displayed in some way. Okay. Whatever the case, it's creepy. Sure. I feel like the I feel like every town has similar stories that don't amount to much. I wonder if it could get a legit police report. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that, or if there's any actual evidence. As opposed to just... Just hearsay. Exactly. Apparently, Pukwudgies <gasps> are pretty darn active in the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about Pukwudgies before. Uh, they're these uh, little creatures that uh, are described as the little man of the woods that vanishes. They are two to three feet tall in a mix of a human and a hedgehog. They have, like, large either hair or quills that covers all of their back. And they have long, like, fingers and stuff. They're they're pretty interesting little creatures. They're known to appear and disappear at will. They're users of magic. They shoot poison arrows. And they create fire from nothing. Mm. So pretty powerful little dudes. Yeah, it's a... That's just surprising. Like, why they they they're making their own bone arrows? It seems from this picture. From this illustration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we get a look at the background, where were they? Um, yeah, <laughs> like no, it's just it's it's funny that they would use bone like they would need bone arrows if they had the ability to just produce fire. Well, maybe it's not as like accurate as. Maybe, or it's like just like a a lighter to us. Or that's their uh, version, you know, that's just for the poison darts. You know, that's not for any of that. It's just purely attack purposes. Yeah, they could be blow darts for all we know. 
Sure. Yeah, I mean, and maybe their fire isn't like a Liu Kang fireball, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's like just a lighter. It's like a, it's like when Job's lighter fluid actually works. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a little puff a little of fire. Flash, uh, flash. You know, very handy paper. if you're in a storm and you need to get a fire going. But other than that, it's not very offensive. <laughs> sure. But uh, apparently they were friendly to humans, mm-hmm. but humans did some nasty shit to them. And yes, the tale is old as time. And now they're much more like tricksters and will actually like lure people to their deaths mm-hmm. or lure people off the paths in the woods mm-hmm. and lure them to their doom or whatnot. I feel uh, like, you know, they probably still only do that to like, you know, Joe Schmo who's like eating and like throwing wrappers as he's walking or like all oh, this guy. Yeah. He's a fuck. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably fair. I think when we make Puck Wudgie the movie, that's how we'll start it off. We'll have somebody walking through the Bridgewater Triangle. They'll be, like, graffitiing mm-hmm. some rocks. They'll be leaving all their tr- trash in the forest. Like just, like, smashing part of the face, like, being a dick. Yeah, just, like, uh, pouring out oil into the water. That's like, why did you even bring oil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I will say that in the research that I did for this, there's a documentary. Yeah, I was getting to that. Oh, okay. It's okay. We can talk about it. Oh, yeah. Ahead. No, because I, um, I, I watched it and there's a clip of somebody being possessed by a puck wedgie on there. Yep. Um, but if you go to that video, comment that <laughs> I mystery brought you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a supposed picture of a real puck wedgie out in the wild. Uh, oh, wow. If you believe, um, I want to believe. I want to believe. So, um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, apparently from the documentary, there's a clip, and I watched it today, where a woman is possessed by a pugwudgie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was on the list of their things I mean, that they could do. And yeah, they do trickery. They and they lead people, people awry. Them. You know, they trick, they lure people to their deaths yeah. in one way or another. But it's very interesting. The little clip. She, like, backs up in a very strange way, and then her two friends try to, like, restrain her because they don't want her to back up too far, I think. Maybe, Maybe they're off a cliff or just... I don't know where exactly they were, but she is hissing and yeah. trying to get away, and it's pretty weird, and they do some, like, they shout, like, get out of here, demon kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> get out of here, fuck, would you? Yeah, it feels <laughs> like an exorcism a little bit. Does but, she uh, herself say... Pockwatchy's got me! No. Yeah. Who, no. who, who would you claim? I'm possessed, I believe it to be a Pockwatchy! Yeah, who do you, you classify it as a Pockwatchy? This feels very different than a ghost or a demon. They said they were hunting ghosts and had a Pockwatchy possession. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's all I got. That's what the internet gave yeah. me. I take that with a grain of salt, folks. Sure. But if you watch The Possession, it is definitely a weird thing. It's nothing weirder than anything I've ever seen, like an experimental theater troupe. Do. Sure, right. Exactly. So take it for what you will. Yeah, you can't really, unless the person's levitating or something, you can't really say that it was. And even then, I watched Chris Angel do that a whole bunch. Yeah, but I do <laughs> think he is possessed. Our <laughs> demon! You have no home here! Uh, surrounded in pentagrams, it just makes sense. <laughs> There's also some rumors of giant snakes in the area, oh. like tremors, essentially, uh, like giant, giant snakes. Um, 
And of course, we talked about Bigfoot sightings. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's some people who had like dents pounded into the hood of their car oh. by a Bigfoot. And, and not people... by a jealous ex girlfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> broken golf club near here. It must the Bigfoot must have broke the golf club? Too. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, just like a accidental car hitting. Like you're driving down the road, you hit an animal or something. Sure. And then you're like, that was the Bigfoot. Oh, the Bigfoot right <laughs> I didn't sleep because I was drunk last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. It's 1975. I was drinking and finishing a six pack like. <laughs> 1975. Wanted to be finished with my hair before I got home. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to do my seatbelt and thought, why would I bother? It's 1975. Right, you're not a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Leading into uh, driving down the road, we have the legend of the red-headed hitchhiker. (gasps) That's all for the cryptids, by the way. (laughs) Uh, The legend of the red-headed hitchhiker goes as thus. Travelers down Route 44 often see a hitchhiker with this consistent description. A red flannel shirt, dirty jeans, boots, long red hair, and a bushy beard with dark, empty eyes. He only gets into the back seat, and when asked where he is headed, he will simply point forward. Mm. Mm. After traveling in silence for a ways, he will begin to giggle. Oh. The giggling will soon turn into piercing, maniacal laughter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> At the point that the driver becomes fed up, perhaps pulling over or shouting or whatever, he simply vanishes. Uh, yeah, that would I would be more freaked out than, like, bothered by it. Like, this is so annoying. Can you please stop your laughing? Bro, like, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah, and now you're just laughing. Let's turn up the radio. <laughs> um, yeah, no, if somebody just started laughing and then that was all that they did, uh, yeah, I'd be freaked out. I mean, especially the, like, line of events here. Yeah. You pick up a hitchhiker, first of all, you're yeah. going to be like, oh, God, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't say anything. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. what did I just do? I picked up somebody who won't say hello or anything. Yeah. And then you ask them where they're going. So where are you headed, stranger? And they just lift their hands slowly and point forward. At least that's how I assume it works. They're like, cool, so you're going to just leave that there and keep it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, as soon as that happens, I pull over. I scream at him, shri- high-pitched, shrieking voice to get out. And, and he would be gone. Yeah, he would vanish. Yeah, and that would, that would be the end of that. But if he was just still laughing in the back seat, I would get out of my car and I would call the police. Yeah. <laughs> try to keep my distance from this crazy person. A couple of these stories, after he vanishes, his presence doesn't totally leave. Oh, God, that's even worse. I know, right? So they feel like there's still somebody like with them or like chasing them, kind of. And in a couple of the stories, and these people actually like had their names attached to these stories. So okay. mm-hmm. it was like Peter Chaudhry had this instance where he saw the face of the redheaded man in his driver's side window. And it was like laughing again. 
Another woman, after he vanished, she was driving further up the road and her radio got taken over by his laughing and he began to taunt her using her name. I wonder what that taunting consists of. Maybe it's just as simple as being like, Janet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Janet. Like, nope. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, like, hurt anybody or, you know, just like, yeah. having a good time, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Once I, if, if that dude followed me to my home, you know, the presence. Yeah. I mean, I would be like, well, I got to move. Yeah. And as soon as his presence is found again, I'm going to be moving again. That's the... When you realize he's with you. He's <laughs> with you always, Rob. It's not the place you're going. He's to. like Voldemort to Harry You Potter. are the red-headed hitchhiker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the theory is that he either died in a car accident on the road or was walking on the road hitchhiking and somebody hit him. Mm-hmm. Or instead that they saw Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Bigfoot was hitting the car. That's the blood there. I wouldn't test it or anything. It's 1975 after all. <laughs> you're right, you're right. But that's, the, that's all I have for mysteries from the Bridgewater Triangle. I definitely learned that uh, this is a place that's uh, rife with mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like any heavily... Forested. I mean, I don't want to say this because then people are like, oh, we should have any family forested areas. <laughs> but, you know, like stuff. Sure. Yeah, we should deforest. No, we, no. That's not <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I do not, I do not consent. We only laugh because that's so absurd to the three of us. <laughs> I yeah. I yeah, mean, the only I, deforest I like to participate in is DeForest Kelly, who played McCoy on Star Trek Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to your point, Tristan, I feel like it is true that wild places are becoming less and less so. So when we do have these large wild spaces that are still preserved, we sort of treat them with another layer of mystery, if you mm-hmm. will. I don't know. Maybe it's a comment on what's happening to society and its lack of connection with the nature around us. Yeah, if all these are said to be like, you know, like the Pukwudgie, I feel like it's definitely an elemental spirit or like uh, a friend of nature and said area. Yeah. And as the area gets smaller and smaller and they, the distaste for humans gets bigger and bigger, these areas then become more volatile. Right. Yeah. Who's to say? Plant a tree. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> Stop developing. We're, we're already at a tipping point. Don't tear down any more forests. <laughs> um, so... Captain Planet. <laughs> as long as I don't get started with heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, you wake up from your dream and uh, you see that it's fucking like 11.48 in the morning. Um, you should probably get out of bed and uh, get breakfast lunch, which consists of a chicken and an egg. <laughs> <laughs> and so you start frying up a couple eggs. You've got the chicken going in the fryer. you got some waffles going. You're going to really make it savory and sweet to complete the whole breakfast lunch kind of thing going on. It's 12.30. you got a blunt rolled up. 
you hit said blunt, sparking it up, taking fat hits, when a magical portal opens up to your right. Inside, you see the answer to your query being answered. It is a giant chicken making sweet love to Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the chicken that came first. Hi, Mystery. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. Thanks so much for listening to us and getting us all the way to 200 episodes. We'll be back. That's the end of season two, but we'll be back for season three. In the meantime, if you want to support what we do, please go to our Patreon page. Give your donations of one, two, five, ten, twenty dollars and up. Uh, $84, because that's a good number. And support oh, okay. what we're doing here and make it more possible for us to come out with fun videos and more content. Sure. Bye. Thank you. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.